0: How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless,
1: I have the answer.
0: It's a podcast called Sleepwave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode, so search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app. And find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.
2: My school, it was like, like the tech kids were fucking uh-huh. because they had the booth and no one could go in. They had to have keys. Yeah. Like, I think those kids were out first because they had a safe space to sort of like explore.
3: Yeah. They had a literal ring of keys. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm out, you're out.
0: Let's dyke out together. See what's all
3: and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that once again is screaming
0: free Britney Griner. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali. And today we're diking out with comedian, writer, and performer Rachel Colley. So excited. Big fan.
3: Yes this was definitely a fun one to record and she's been popping up in my feed since and I have Timmy on the mind and you will know why if you all listen to this great episode first Our standard announcements, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Some of you have added some new ones that really made us happy. So please, please, please. It really does help people find the podcast. Also on our Patreon, we are putting up extra episodes almost every single week. Almost. Pretty much, okay, I think we missed one. We missed one week once. Once? Yeah. We do it yeah. every week. You know, sometimes they're 25 minutes long. Sometimes they're 40 minutes long, 45 minutes sometimes long. Sometimes they're two hours if we... Really <laughs> go Really going, really going through uh, it. If we're talking about, like, past guests of the pod, run-ins with lesbians in the community on this off-topic, and always a little, a little nugget or two about my... Open marriage, getting a little vulnerable, talking about why I've been crying. Tasty nugget. Yeah. So check that out. Sign up. You can also get ad free episodes, join our Discord, all of that good
0: stuff. So, this is an announcement kind of. We're back to recording intros without our guests. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, we tried it. We tried it. (laughs) You know, when we have to record things in advance, things get dated. By the time they come out. Yeah, we were
3: batching our episodes and then with the gayest thing, it got like a little bit hard because we'd be talking about things from weeks ago once you would finally get around to listening. So now we're back, even though people do listen to it, I'm still running into people who are like, I'm a huge fan of of the podcast. They're coming out to our shows and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really love this week's episode. And they're like, oh, well, actually, I'm only on episode 22. I'm like what are you doing i'm like please start with the most recent and work your way back (laughs) please go back words yes you know if if you're telling anybody about the pod and please do let your friends know if they listen to podcasts even if they don't tell them about the pod and tell them to start with the most recent episode that there is zero reason to go in chronological order
0: (laughs) Yeah. I guess you, there's an intimacy there. It's like you you go on the journey, but Right, right. Mm, an almost
3: 5-year journey. Can
0: you believe it? I can't. I just got an on this day Instagram like archived reminder that I was performing on Stonewall as just a comic, not even a co-host on this day. Wow, wow. wow. In 2019. Yeah.
3: Wow. Whew, seems like so long ago. I know. Well, speaking of The concept of time and weeks and whatnot. Melody, what was the gayest thing you did this week?
0: Well, speaking of the concept of time, I mean, I have been dying to know what time my lover Allie was born. For years, I've wanted to know. I you knew. No. We had a ballpark estimate from her mom. And, you know, we talk about Deborah sometimes. She's a kooky lady. And I never trusted it. I was like, no, I need... Cold, hard facts. I need the exact time on a birth certificate, but it turns out North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, does not record birth times on their birth certificates, which is homophobic. What? Can you believe? Also, it's been between like one of like two or three hospitals. It's like I need... The facts. So the gayest thing, I woke up Saturday morning, shot out of bed, and the first thing I said was, like, we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to find out today. Right. We're not having breakfast. We're not taking our meds. Like, we are staying in this bed. We're calling your mom. I need this. So we did. We set Deborah on a hunt. I called the hospital Allie was born in. We did get the hospital. I called it. That's how I found out they don't record the time. Wow. I was... Shocked and appalled. And then it's like, well, it's Deborah needs to come through. And uh, we had her search through documents. She eventually found a baby book. You see this? It says, our child is born. And it's oh, like yeah. handwritten on there is Allie's birth time. Finally. Wow. wow. Finally. So I've been wrong in saying that she's a double Gemini this whole time. Because we're going off the ballpark Whoa. estimate. Yeah. She is yeah. not. She is a Gemini. We, can't, we cannot change that fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a Scorpio moon, Scorpio rising. But what's crazy is I put it in CoStar and it said she was uh, Gemini sun, Scorpio moon, cancer rising. And then I just pulled it up to talk about this gayest thing. And now that has shifted. And then I so I plugged it into a few more chart engines. And it's yeah. saying that it's yeah Scorpio rising Scorpio
3: co-star cannot be trusted. No, and it also, can't. also on its compatibility stuff, it also can't be trusted. No, none of it really. You know, it it can mean stuff if you want it to. I'm sure that there are some things that that ring true, but I do think that people are a little bit more complicated than their
0: big three. I know. And I'm sorry, this is not Gemini slander. I think we did get a review once that said, enough with the Gemini slander. (laughs) Obviously, love a Gemini. I think it was a five-star review, so I love Gemini's ever
3: since that review. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She is a cusp, okay? Taurus cusp. That's why maybe... It works extra good for us, our pairing. I don't know. The gayest thing is that I woke up and wouldn't let us take our antidepressants even, not even have a sip of water (laughs) until we figured it out. And then a few days later, I did our guest, Rachel Colley's show Monday. Yeah. Uh, So fucking funny. I don't know how she does it. She does a new half hour of material at Union Hall every month. Wow. Major LOL Vibes is the name of the show. She is going to be doing one last one on 9-11. Yes,
3: I saw yeah. that. I sadly will not be around for that, but encourage. I know I'll be in LA. All of you to go if you're in New York.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's another update. I'll be in Los Angeles for most of September. I've got a bunch of shows booked, and as we get closer to it, I'll just announce those shows. Yeah, I think people should follow you on Instagram
3: for the most up-to-date information on where you'll be performing. That
0: is a good idea. Yes, follow me on Instagram for that. And we're going to be
3: at Dinah Shore. Just a reminder, if you don't know what Dinah Shore is, look it up. We're going to be there in Palm Springs in September. We're media partners. We're excited to go. Fletcher's performing. Taylor Dane is performing. There are going to be a yeah. bunch of performances. I think there are probably going to be secret performances that haven't been announced. They usually have L Word actors there. They just announced the DJ lineup, which means nothing to me personally, but I'm sure they're great. And <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a fun time, and we're, we're excited to check that out. So we hope to see some of you at the Dyna, The
0: Dyna Club Skirts presents yes. the Dyna. I've got my monkeypox vaccine. I'm ready to go. Wow. Wow. wow.
3: Yeah, you got to clarify that it is Club Skirts presents the Dyna. If you go into the history of Dyna Shore. Well, actually, we're going to get into that on an upcoming interview because we are interviewing the founder of the Dinah. So no spoilers, but just, you know, anticipate that. Carolyn, I am anticipating
0: the gayest thing you did this week.
3: Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit because time is a construct, and I'm going to talk about the gayest thing I did around the time we interviewed Rachel, and that's that I went to P-Town, Provincetown, Massachusetts, the tip of Cape Cod. And I went there for a friend of the pod... Jess Rothschild's birthday also to do a fruit basket comedy show which is produced and co-hosted by past guests of the pod Kristen Becker and you know I know we had an episode recently about P-Town and I had a lot of talk about how there are no lesbians in P-Town where are they and I'm happy to say that I think we inspired a movement because this time there were lesbians in P-Town. And I think it's because of us. I think, um, or it has nothing to do with the fact that Ani DeFranco was playing in <laughs> North Truro. <laughs> nothing. The night I got there It not, has nothing not to do with thing. why the lesbians are out. All us uh, baby. Also, if you listen to our off topic On our Patreon from last week, I have a very fun story about how I manifested a run in with past guests of the podcast, comedy, legend, Judy Gold. So that was a lot of fun as well. And yeah, I had such a great time in P-Town. I love it. Can't wait to go back. The weather was perfect. The vibes were great. And there were lesbians out and about. There's still no like lesbian nightlife, let's say. But definitely like at the club, the vibe was a little bit more queer. Except one night. This was the night of Jess's birthday. And they had like a great kind of like New Orleans sounding band playing. And that was good. And then once they got off, the DJ started playing like... Cotton Eye Joe. It just sounded like I was at a straight wedding. It was very confusing. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I requested Madonna's Get Into the Groove for Jess so we we could have like one good dance
0: on the dance floor before calling it a night. One dance where the moves are not dictated by the song. You can kind of move as you may. I'm not kidding. It was like three line
3: dances in a row. (laughs) And I was
0: like. Was that the wobble? Is that the other? Okay, that's like actually the only cool one. I don't know how to do it, but I was surprised. I was at a wedding, one of Allie's family members, just a bunch of Southern people broke into the wobble. I was like, you guys can move. The wobble, keep a shuffle.
3: Yeah. I was like, they're scaring all the gay people out of this, out of the club, the literal club. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, of anything of note. Had some some great eats, went to the Red Inn, went to Victor's. But yeah, good food. I know that, again, on the, our episode about P-Town, there was some slander about the, the food. I had great food
0: while I was there in a nice yeah. time. So that was pretty gay. It's just exciting for us to have the nautical vibe cuisine. Right, right. Any lobster roll will do.
3: Love lobster roll, love oysters, as long as it's an appropriate amount. Seafood. All good, but a gay thing I'm doing this week that I do want to talk about is a little passion project that I'm starting and want to tell you all about because A League of Their Own is out now, finally, the show, and I'm doing a recap podcast of that. So, yeah, breaking news. Yeah, what? (laughs) Decided in the past... (laughs) Three days. Uh, Yeah, I was just, like, obsessing over the show. A League of Their Own is my favorite movie of all time. And I was, like, consuming all the media leading up to it. I couldn't get enough. And just, like, knowing people who've worked on the show and stuff, I'm like, I want to, like, deep dive into this series. So, you know, I'll post about it. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it it premiered today.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it did premiere today. And I watched the first episode this morning and you know if you listen to our off-topic you'll hear that I've been crying a lot it was hard to tell if this episode of League of Their Own was making me cry or if the crying what came first me Mm -hmm. being in a crying mood lately or this show making me cry but I had um, four moments in a 50-minute show where I (laughs) cried so uh, it's also very funny I like it I've heard great things about the show leading up to it. I was very nervous about it when it's your favorite movie, you know. Are they going to do it justice? And should it really exist and be brought back to life? And my theory, just based on one episode so far, is yes. So if you want to follow that journey with me, check it out, A League of Their Own Recap podcast. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I was going to call it something else, but I'm like, I should just call it what it is. (laughs) I don't want to overthink
0: it. Can't wait. Yeah. And that's my guest thing of the week. And now we get into our interview. Yes. I personally missed the transition. I'm excited for that to come. But before we get into that, a little intro. Usually we rewrite the guest's bio for this, but this intro is lifted verbatim from Rachel's website. Okay. Rachel is a gay idiot, Middle Eastern (laughs) American.
3: (laughs) Imagine if we wrote that. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She'd love it Okay, gay, idiot, Middle Eastern, American, NYC-based comedian and TV writer She has written for ClickHole, Irony Point, Comedy Central And has appeared on HBO's High Maintenance and Vice Live She also does stand-up a lot Also, she sucks Rachel Colley
3: Rachel, it's so good to have you here decking out with us today. How are you? Wow.
2: I'm absolutely amazing. I'll just tell the listeners what just happened, which is that I'm cat sitting. Peek behind the scenes. Yep. Cat sitting and the cat chewed through my headphones. So I had to go out and buy some. And then actually, this is crazy. So I used to live in like Park Slope, Gowanus area. And the 99 cent store that I went into like every day closed. And I just went into the 99 cent store in this neighborhood that I'm like subletting from in Fort Green or whatever. And the 99 cent store on the corner is them. Whoa. Oh. And so it was like an amazing reunion. So actually, I'm glad that the cat chewed through the headphones. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Did they remember you?
2: Yes. We like kind of were like, is it you? And he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, what are you <laughs> doing here? I thought you guys left forever. <laughs>
0: I love that.
2: But their store is a ama- it's so much bigger. I'm just so happy for them. Oh good. So they were just upgrading. Yeah. And you never know what wow. people are going through and they, you know, they are just doing
0: amazing. Yeah, in this recession. Come on. Mm. I thought it was going to be a sad ending like and then this Fort Green 99 cent store <laughs> that I sometimes go to close <laughs> too. No,
2: this is only only happy endings. Cool. Beautiful. <laughs>
0: Okay, before we dive into anything else, we do have a question for you, Rachel. What is the gayest thing you did this week?
2: So the gayest thing I did this week was go to a WNBA game, which I actually saw Melody at. Yes. So Wow.
0: Double gay. That's my gayest thing, too. I mean, the dyke energy there was palpable. I've been to Liberty Games before, but it felt extra at that game.
2: Extremely. It w- <laughs> it's always the most affirming experience of my life. I'm going to another one this week. I'm just, I'm addicted to them.
0: Me too. I'm looking into season passes. You have to. I'm so glad we're working with them now.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, honestly, when we went to the Pride game, my wife was just like so pumped. And she's like, why don't we do this more? And for us, it's more like we split our time between upstate and the city. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like hard to plan in advance, Mm -hmm. but it's a good thing to motivate us. I don't know. And like, I heard that so many people were there at the game on Sunday. I had other friends there and then they were also like lots of, hot queer ladies. Yeah. It
2: feels like Reese beach. Like it's Reese. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I know. But for lesbians specifically, but air conditioned. Yes.
0: I'm into that. A lot of people came out, I think because it was the Mercury and like Diana Taurasi. Like there were a bunch of guys behind me who normally don't go to WNBA games who were just there to see the goat (laughs) kept screaming that. And I didn't realize, I think we were in the same section Uh Because when Ellie, the elephant, came around, the mascot, my friend I was with, Karina, was like, wow, that girl's really into Ellie. And we turn around and I didn't realize it was you because you're wearing a mask. But we were just like, look at that girl.
2: (laughs) No, I scream for Ellie. I chased her down the stairs. I ran to her. I was like, Ellie, we need to get a picture. Well, I went last season a lot and it wasn't as crowded. I think they're like rebranding to do more like family friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. But it used to just be like the dregs of the Dike community and kind of just like people who love basketball and like their 60s. So I used to get on the Jumbotron every quarter. I would get to talk to Ellie. Wow. Every single thing that was thrown into the bleachers I would get. So I feel deprived of that because now I'm grateful that people are going and it's more popular. But I feel like this isn't the WNBA franchise that I once knew.
0: Right. Yeah. Your
3: experience has been diluted by more people. I know.
0: They're fully like rappers there and stuff. (laughs) Like they got all the attention. Like the stars are out. Right. Right. Which,
2: again, absolutely amazing. I'm so glad you guys do stuff with them now. A follow-up
3: question for you.
2: What is Ellie the Elephant's sexuality? Well, I asked her. (laughs) Okay. Last year, I said, Ellie, are you part of my community? And she's not allowed to talk. So she just put her hands together and made a rainbow.
0: No! (laughs) Yes.
2: So she told me that she's somehow part of the community. She's the best dancer I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I just think she's like there's something yeah there's something inherently queer about her i i I say she her i don't actually know what her pronouns are i
0: was just gonna ask i don't know we don't know
2: fluidity
0: it might be on the website yeah yeah ellie has an instagram thank god you tagged it so i can now follow it
2: (laughs) she reposted me she reposted i constantly every time i go to a game and get a picture with her i'm like ellie you saved my life (laughs) i said i'm getting a tattoo of her in my instagram story and she reposted it so like all these people are like who the fuck is this person obsessed with ellie but i'm obsessed with ellie
0: i love ellie can really do a mean uh dougie dance I mean, I mean,
3: what really the best dancing mascot that I've seen throws down
0: should be
2: at like the like Super Bowl halftime show. Like it's unreal. Yeah. The costume has to be heavy and hot, but she moves like it's like you're balancing a trunk. Yeah. Right. And she works with it. She uses it. She's not it's not even dead weight. It's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, have either of you ever worn like a mascot uniform before of any sort? No. No? Oh, no. Okay. I did, <laughs> as community service, dress as an egg for oh. a family picnic. And let me tell you, it is horrible in there. It is horrible. So like just the fact, fe- like even walking straight is hard. So these people are are heroes. They are talented beyond yes. our wildest imaginations. It is just like... It's hot. You can't see. It's like dancing with a weighted blanket. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it sounds horrible. They're, that's like being oh. an essential worker before the
0: essential workers <laughs> were a thing.
2: But they've just been entertaining us forever.
0: Yeah. Heroes. Heroes. They're all gay. Ever Maynard, our friend, uh was a mascot in high school too and really i was at a wedding with them recently and asking someone like oh how do you know ever like oh we're friends in high school ever actually got me into mascoting <laughs> like also queer just like oh my god queer queer energy with That's those masks so funny
3: <laughs> i i think that is such a queer thing to wanna be like part of the team but not in a traditional way so if you're just like the equipment person or the mascot i mean like i was involved with the school musical but as like the student director you know it's like i'm not really (laughs) there with everyone else Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. me too really yeah i did (laughs) costumes yeah
3: yeah costume exactly
0: i was prop master one year (laughs) i'm glad no one said techie because that felt like a little queer but mostly goth Like, (laughs) I don't know about your school. It was all the goth kids.
2: No, my school, it was like there was overlap. It was a lot of queer kids who were fucking like the tech kids were fucking because they had the booth and no one could go in. They had to have keys. Yeah. Like I think those kids were out first because they had a safe space to sort of like explore.
3: Yeah. They had a literal ring of keys. Yeah.
0: Damn. Shoulda, woulda, (laughs) coulda. All right. I'm so excited to have you here, Rachel. I do have to admit I've been intimidated by you over the last I don't know how many years because I don't know if you remember the way we met. I had like just moved here to New York and a mutual friend of ours asked both of us to come to their apartment and improvise together. Do you remember this? Wait, was this in, like, Long Island City? No, this was in Prospect Leffert's Gardens. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm very neurotic. So that was such a horrible experience because I had just moved here. didn't really know anyone. This is someone I knew from comedy in Chicago who was like, Uh I'm trying to get better at animation. Mm -hmm. And I'm just asking funny friends of mine to come over and improvise. Uh And I was like, okay, cool. No script for your animation. (laughs) Sure. Someone I've never met before. And then I show up and they're like, do you want to smoke weed? And I was like like okay um and so now I'm stoned <laughs> uncomfortable meeting you for the first time like quote unquote improvising with uh-huh. someone also equally like monotone <laughs> and like <laughs> <laughs> man. <Damn. laughs> it was so bad <laughs> oh my and in God. my head I was like that person probably hates me and I'll just keep my distance because <laughs> that's uh, such a weird experience that is so I
2: true I mean first of all forgot yeah. completely like I, right. I don't you had to jog my memory so many different levels <laughs> that's so funny yeah I I completely get what you're saying but I honestly did not remember so it didn't happen I know
0: I was <laughs> hoping like you'd forgotten then we've like met through comedy yes. since then mm-hmm. but I was like I bet she doesn't even realize like that was actually the meeting <laughs> yeah. That is so funny, Carolyn. This is the person who no longer speaks to me because I called them a baby gay.
2: Oh, oh, (laughs) wow,
3: okay, wow. That kind of tracks. So, so many things making sense. Yeah,
0: (laughs) they said I was a bully. Oh no, I said it in a loving way at the Mm. Dyke March, and how I was so excited for them to be at their first Dyke March, and called it to them in that context. And I'm
3: an I'm an asshole for that. (laughs) Rachel, in terms of comedy,
2: did you do improv? Yes, I did. I've I've spent, you know, took out loans to take classes. So certainly (laughs) I've done it. Yeah. I started doing comedy. Not that you asked this, but I started doing, I'm from the city and I started doing stand up when I was nine. What? Yeah. At Gotham Comedy Club, they have like a kid's program that's like pay to play, like totally a scam, but I got up. (laughs) every month for like 9 years like from like elementary school to high school. What? I know. Uh, I didn't even know about that. That's amazing. It was horrible. I hated <laughs> it. Like I would I would be like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then I just loved being on stage. Yeah. And I, I think it was like a huge turning point for my queerness probably because I would go on stage in a button-up shirt with a tie. And people would laugh at me. They'd be like, "Who's this girl in button-up shirt and tie?" And I was like, "Oh, I can't do this." So I think it, it forced me down for a little bit. Which, you know, whatever.
3: Okay, so now now I want to know more about your parents who dressed you up as Paula Poundstone <laughs> to do comedy at Gotham at age nine. <laughs>
2: What's? No, it was really my, it was fully me. Okay, so you wanted to do it. Yeah, we had family in Massachusetts and whenever we drove up, we'd stop at a Cracker Barrel in Connecticut. They're there. I don't know if they're still there, but they were very much there. They are. I just drove
3: through Connecticut yesterday. I grew up in Connecticut
0: and used to say in the Midwest when I lived in Chicago, I was like, yeah, we didn't have those. So, Uh whoops. There's one off the highway. No, they exist. Okay.
2: (laughs) But they have these, like, button-down shirts that I was just obsessed with, and I would make my mom buy them, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to wear this on stage. And I think she was like, why? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? But... I loved it and I had a collection of ties like everyone gave me ties for my birthday fully just like yeah.
3: enabling you mm-hmm. why have you stopped wearing the cracker barrel shirts <laughs> Why not bring that back It sounds like a I solid mean, bit
2: a hundred percent I feel
3: like that'd go over well yeah.
2: in Brooklyn to wear a cracker barrel I think you're right I think I got it I definitely have donated them since but I would be yeah. happy to kind of get back up on the horse.
3: All right. So next time I see one off the highway, um, I'll text you. All right. Great. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that they had like merch and that was like
0: a staple of that. Oh, it's like half of the thing is merch, right? Yeah. It's a big store. I don't
2: even know if it's like Cracker Barrel specific, but it's just like they had shirts, (laughs) you know? It Uh. was like this one brand is
3: like, we need to have our line carried and...
2: And it was cool. It was like, but the one I wore a lot was like these kind of rags sewn together that were like rainbow. I mean,
0: yeah. So (laughs) when
2: I talk about it, it's very gay.
0: (laughs) We already thought this was so gay, and you just sprinkled on at the end rainbow.
2: Yeah, it was really
0: (laughs) low. Okay, got it. I mean, I've never been to a cracker barrel, but my
3: one near experience, I guess, was that like the first person I ever met on the internet, and they were like from like a queer forum we Mm. met up for like bubble tea and they were a cracker barrel waitress who was bisexual and that was like my first like sort of going on a date and it was like so bizarre yeah but i was like i could never go into cracker barrel because i'm afraid (laughs) of running into them
2: (gasps) That is so to meet on a queer forum and get bubble tea, and she's a bisexual waitress. Unreal. Yeah,
3: I mean the reveal was she had a boyfriend, and uh-huh. I didn't know that going into the meeting. So I'm like, well, and then was like older than I thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't met- kids Dark don't times. meet people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: on an internet
2: forum,
0: mm-hmm. there are, there are other ways. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so you grew up in New York. Yeah. Where in New York?
2: I grew up in Hell's Kitchen till I was eight and then moved out to Queens.
0: Okay. And you're Middle Eastern? Yes. What flavor?
2: Moroccan.
0: Love it. Ooh.
2: Yeah, pretty fun. Nice. Do you speak French? <laughs> no, I'm so mad about it. And maybe this ties into sort of what I always like to talk about, but my mom is a French teacher and my dad's like first language is French, but... Their thing was like they would fight in French so that we couldn't understand. So we weren't taught it. But if you're speaking French around kids, they'll pick it up. Right. So we understood it, or at least I understand it, but I can't speak it. So it's kind of like, what was the point? This is where
3: we relate because my dad was French. Mm -hmm. My mom like majored in French and was (sighs) fluent. And they spoke it up until a point when we lived in Montreal and then we moved to the U.S. And then my dad just stopped speaking it. And I'm like, why did you do that? Because same thing. Now I can understand it. Yeah. But I'm just like so insecure about
2: speaking it. That is interesting that he stopped speaking it because that's not even like, yeah, I feel like it's like you don't have to stop speaking French to like assimilate in America. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's funny. Parents
3: failing us left and right. Yeah. But anyway, Rachel, I have so many follow up questions <laughs> for you because I always had this thing in my mind that foreign language teachers are all kind of kooky would you say your mom's kind of like a kooky definitely weird lady
2: okay out of her mind yeah they are
3: kooky i mean in a delightful way like i loved a lot of my foreign language teachers but there's something about them that they're they're all like big weirdos and yeah i wonder like if you're close to them if you don't see that or if you're like no fully definitely a weirdo no
2: i see it she's like very like she loves like tchotchkes and like she's very hyper and you know kind of just like I wouldn't say like manic pixie dream girl but like whatever the boomer version of that is you know what I mean okay yeah I'm not sure what cultural figure that would be but so both my sibling and I are gay and our mom has been like we think she's bi I'm like you're definitely bi and so she her thing right now is kind of telling us who she thinks is hot, like on the street or like at a concert or where, like we were at a Dixie Chicks concert, excuse me, the chicks. Yeah. And one of the chicks, she was like, her. And we were like, that is awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It feels kind of like kooky and random a little bit. (laughs) Do you remember which chick? Yeah. (laughs) Not the main one. Okay. Okay. And not the fiddler. (laughs) I don't know okay. if that's helpful.
0: It is. I, I'm blanking on For her. For people name.
3: who know the chicks, yeah. that's probably helpful. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know them.
2: I just sort of, my mom desperately wanted to go. So we did.
0: Jones Beach.
2: Yeah. And again, a lot of dykes. hmm.
0: Me and my dyke girlfriend were supposed to go. Really? I forgot I had a show and had to sell the tickets, but yeah. Oh, no.
2: It was a good show, but I don't, I personally don't feel like you missed out. Okay. they kind of had to end it early because of weather so it was like the songs that I knew they didn't even play so I was a little pissed oh dang
3: oh man yeah Yeah.
2: contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I just, I feel like somehow I'm not huge into going into like, not that I don't want to be in queer spaces, but I think I still have, I don't know, insecurities around it or whatever. So I don't actively seek out queer spaces, but somehow I just always end up Wherever the lesbians are, like no matter what, it's like just I I just end up there.
3: Are you saying that that's what the Chicks concert was? The
2: Chicks concert, WNBA (laughs) games. Yeah. Like just it just keeps happening and I'm not even meaning to. I'm just following my heart.
0: Yeah. And that's purer than intentionally (laughs) going to a queer space. (laughs) Yes. Do you go to Reese Beach?
2: I did a lot. And now I don't because of running into exes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just
2: can't I'm not cut out for it classic
0: yeah so if I go I go on
2: like a weekday at like three I
0: love a weekday Reese yeah I said recently I used to go a lot but more and more it's feeling like a networking event that I'm not prepared for no
2: (laughs) it's it's our Fire Island do we go to Fire Island oh we do this summer
0: (laughs) (laughs) Melody and I are going to Cherry Grove I went for the first time yeah last summer and I'm so glad a room opened up in Carolyn's house she rented. I'm going to go for a weekend. I can't afford to just like be going to Fire Island like no. a lot of people we know. Yeah. It's very,
3: yeah, that's what has kept me from going for years. I'm like, I don't understand how this works. It seems like very cost prohibitive and also operationally difficult. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just use that money and fly somewhere and yeah. not drag my stuff on a wagon. I'm still confused about the wagon thing. We'll, we'll get there. Wagon
2: culture is huge. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't have a wagon. I'm like, now I have to buy a <laughs> wagon to go on vacation. What? Yeah. Have like, you been?
2: Yeah. Well, my, my mom was like a tutor during summers and there was this one family who's like extremely wealthy and they were like you can tutor our son and then live with us so she would work during the day but we just went and like lived in like one of the bedrooms that they had in the house so for me Fire Island was like just very like wealthy like I would play like softball with like the other kids or like go swimming like I didn't even know that there was a whole other thing happening
0: mm-hmm.
2: right but when I first started hearing people were going to Island, I was like why like what are, why <laughs> it's so right. boring
3: yeah because I mean a lot of the island is like where people from Long Island go to go to the beach yes. and it's very much like straight people yeah getting day drunk and stuff. It's just like a small part of it. It's very gay. And that's the only thing that we're talking about in the community. Mm -hmm. But
0: uh, yeah, it's a lot of blue lives matter shirts last summer when we walked through the family. section. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: There are like a small number of people who live there year round. And I feel like it's like pretty conservative pocket Mm -hmm. of people. Definitely. It's interesting. It's interesting.
3: So when Melody was telling me about You, as a comedian, one of the things that she said is that this person's really into Ellen. And I want to dive into that, I think.
0: Because I know you are, Carolyn. And I thought that's a good thing to...
3: Stop spreading that rumor. (laughs) That was... We got, like, a negative review. And it was like, this podcast is obsessed with Ellen. Uh And I'm like, we're really... Not, but also, I think it's just like the fact that I refuse to completely write off Ellen. Yeah,
2: I mean, (laughs) really irks some people. Totally, it's so complicated. It really is. I didn't care about her. I kind of, I was like, okay. And then in college, (laughs) a friend of mine was telling me this story about her. So her friend's mom was Ellen's hair stylist and wow Ellen's whole thing is like animals and like whatever right so she was telling me that Ellen got this dog that Portia didn't like or something <laughs> like for whatever reason they didn't want to keep the dog so they gave the dog to this girl's family but then like the adoption agency found out and they went to the girl's house and they were like you can't take this like you have to go through the right channel no no yeah and it was like for whatever reason, it blew up. Like Matt Lauer covered it. Like there was like cameras in the <laughs> right. house and like, I remember this Yes, and Ellen went on air and she was sobbing and she was yes. just like, people think I'm a bad person, but like, you don't understand, like give this girl her dog back. And like the girl was like crying on like the segment or like, it was just this crazy story that somehow my friend was connected to and then I started hearing that like Ellen is bad, and I was like, "That is seriously funny." <laughs> uh, yeah, I just kind of like latched onto it and ran with it, and like made up my own stuff and whatever, and all of it just ended up being true.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you had a whole show called Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, I did a monthly show <laughs> at
2: um, Union Hall called. Ellen but Violent Yeah, and it was like every show I had like an assistant who I would basically like beat the shit out of yeah. and like verbally assault like it was just like whatever like Ellen just on a violent rampage and apparently that's kind of what it was. I mean you know not to say that she beat people up but like apparently she was just crazy
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> I never had a big attachment to Ellen in any way like yes I knew who she was and I was like Great, thank you for your service. You know, paving the way. Yeah, and when her talk show first started, I'm like, oh, this is fun, but I didn't watch it. Like I was, you know, I'm older, so I was very much like the Rosie O'Donnell show mm-hmm. to me was like like that was everything. Mm-hmm. And then once that was over, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not watching daytime tv anymore (laughs) and then when the stuff came out around Ellen maybe this is the wrong reaction but maybe as a comedian I'm like this is really funny that's my reaction I'm like this is when people are like oh you can't make eye contact with her I was like yeah I mean I get that people are probably staring at her eyes because they're like really intense (laughs) like you can't (laughs) not (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm like I kind of get it too that she doesn't want people like staring at her face when she, you know, yes. like, like imagine like moving throughout an office space and thinking that people are like trying to talk to you, but really they're just staring at you because you're, you're like Ellen. And then, so I, like, I can see these things be. Having her be like, oh, I hate that everyone's staring at me. And then having it be a thing that's like, okay, nobody's allowed to look at Ellen. And yeah. then her just be like, maybe oblivious to it. But also can equally see Ellen just being in her thing, being like, to her assistant, if somebody looks at me, you're fired. Like, yes. you know, both are very believable to me. I think it's more <laughs> the latter. Yeah. From what <laughs> I've
2: heard. Yeah. Like, just like horror stories of like... You know, the stuff about like animals, she's like, if anyone has eaten meat, like, no one is allowed on the premises who has eaten meat. And like, I think people would get in trouble if they had. So
3: I heard that you couldn't, because they share like the studios on a lot of all these other studios. Uh-huh. And that sometimes other studios would have just like a barbecue for yeah. the worker. <laughs> and then she'd be like,
2: shut it down. Yeah.
3: Like, you cannot grill. <laughs> Nobody can eat meat on this
2: lot. Yeah. So, you know, she has her priorities, I guess. <laughs> but I kind of respect the hustle. She just, like, she knew, she just knew what she wanted and that was it. And it's, like, it's funny because she sort of painted as, like, this sweetheart. But it's also, like, all these guys are like that, too. Yeah. Like, I've heard of, right. like, late night hosts who are, like, if you beat them at FIFA, like, late you know, in the writer's room, they like flip out, you know, so but no one's talking about that because it's like, okay, like,
0: duh, right. And that's the stance we took. And yeah, yeah, I think we got more riled up at the time when that was all exploding summer 2020, probably.
2: It's so funny.
3: I mean, my rallying cry was let Ellen be mean, which apparently people are like, you shouldn't support. But I'm like, it's obviously a joke. Like, but I'm like, you know, let let a lesbian be mean. Let a
0: few of us We'll take representation in any form like yeah. <laughs> megalomaniac. Yes, we need it everywhere. But yeah, I sort of feel like I contributed to her
2: being canceled. Like, I, I really feel like I got some momentum going and I feel like I was deprived of any recognition for my efforts. If I'm being honest,
0: I'm glad we have this here on the record.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, this is the best
3: place to air your grievances about yeah. this. That's
2: huge. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I worked so hard.
3: <laughs> yeah. I did watch uh, one video of you as Ellen, and you had an interesting wig on. Oh, yeah. The sparkly wig, like the pom-pom. Yeah. Was that just a one-time thing? It, no, that was my Ellen wig, and I don't know That why. was your... <laughs> it was like, I couldn't find... A- it's a silver pom-pom for our listeners. Yes. Yeah, like, like a tinsel, cheerleading. like tinsel. Long tinsel, of. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I just got it once like cuz that I was in a hurry to do the show and like I couldn't find a, I didn't have money to I mean that wig was like 5 bucks like at a dollar yeah. store. So and then that was just my wig cuz I was like I'm not going to try to do Ellen. Like my I I didn't I didn't try. Right. I just put on the wig and put on a suit and I was like I'm Ellen. Yeah. And everyone was like <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I didn't put much thought into it, but I did think it ultimately was funny and it was like Every time I did the show, I would just find like the silver all over the place, like at the venue in my house. But somehow the wig never got thin. Hmm. It felt like magic.
0: Yeah. You still have it? Of course. Yeah,
2: in, I have it. Yeah, I have it.
0: <laughs> on the wall.
2: <laughs> yeah, I miss it.
3: But it's retired. I mean, you did your job. You got her canceled. Exactly. She's off the show. It's done. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I wanted yeah. to go on the show. Why don't you think that happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's scared of me. Yeah. I think
3: she's intimidated. Yeah. Do, do you eat meat? Is that part of the problem? Like, would you have to go on a cleanse? Sometimes
2: I do. I But I would give it up if I could go on a show. Yeah. For how long? Forever. <laughs> I don't care. I want to be on I want to go on Ellen. I hope she's okay. <laughs> I know.
0: She's fine. You did me... Though someone with scary eyes who's in the public eye, Meredith Marks, let's go. So I saw on your Instagram, you had a chance encounter
1: with Meredith
0: from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Do you watch Housewives? Clearly enough to recognize her, but like other franchises? I
2: dabble in other franchises. Like I used to watch New York, like growing up, it was always on at the gym and like, I would always see it at the gym. So I work out to that, but <laughs> I have seen every episode of salt. Like I think cause it's like one of the newer ones. Right. So it was easy to get into. And I'm so grateful. I was in like near Flatiron, and I was like, I can't even tell you what I was doing, but I was like having a full panic attack in a starbucks it was like 28th and lex or something yeah and i was like crying like i had just finished having a huge panic attack and then i saw meredith on the street and just like fully like you know tear stained like probably looked you know bad but i was just like meredith i love you and i like tried to touch her <laughs> which i've realized is something that i do And I don't think it's good, but, like, I saw this, like, TikTok star I love the other day on the subway, and I reached out to him and touched him, and I said, I love you. And it's just, like, it's not good. I don't think I should be touching people, but it's just, like, it just happens. Right. But anyway, she was kind of, like, okay. Like, I don't think she was really into it. But her husband was there, and I'm obsessed with her husband. Seth. Yes. A ham. Yeah, big time. And he was a He was, like... I was like, can I get a picture? He was like, of course. And I think she wasn't, she was like, okay, like kind of reluctant. And he took my phone and took a bunch of pictures of himself. Yeah. And then.
0: Which I see here.
2: Yeah. I didn't talk to them that long, but the crazy thing was then I wrote this insane caption. That's like, I was like, I'm going to get blocked. Like these people are never going to talk to me again. Like fully just saying that I was going to have a threesome with them and that (laughs) like. They called me a Jewish slur, like just like crazy stuff. And they immediately commented like, ha ha ha, this is so funny. We love you. And like followed me. What? Oh yeah. She said she
3: loved you back. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking like maybe she was nervous because when somebody says I love you and you don't say it back, it, it's a little bit awkward, but you got it. Yeah. No,
2: Seth in particular was like, we need people like you, like so funny. And I was like, did you read? I mean, they read the caption because they saw that it was a joke. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I but, mean, it's it's a long one, too. And they yeah. really sat down with it. Good on them for having a sense of humor. And he's wearing his pride New York Yankees cap. Yep. They're big allies. If you don't watch Salt Lake City, Meredith has, is he out yet? <laughs> a gay son. I can't even begin to dive into whatever that is. <laughs> Brooks Marks. Yeah. But... Her whole thing is like she, I'm disengaging, like when she doesn't want to involve herself in a conflict and it's become kind of like her tagline, whether or not she's engaging or not. She came out this last year with some pride products to raise money, I don't, for GLAD, I believe. And Mm -hmm. it's in rainbow letters on the shirt says LGBTQ rights. I'm engaging. Yeah. So, <laughs> so awesome. I'm so glad you met, like, the ally of the whole franchise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and she looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, there are veins popping out of her forehead in the picture with you. And I'm so glad you got probably, you know, her face was probably really relaxed when she loosened up and read your caption. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And
2: it was like immediate. Like I was just like, they're never going to see this. I don't know. I was just shocked. It was the best day of my life. What a turnaround. Yeah.
3: If you met Ellen on the street, would you touch her and say, I love you? Yeah.
2: I think I'm a coward. Like (laughs) I constantly am trying to invite celebrity into my life and they're not necessarily good celebrities. Like they're controversial. And I just, I don't think I'm capable of saying anything like I think all I can do is support them and tell them I love them so yeah I would just be like I love you can we get a picture love you yeah like, not, not tell her anything but that's why I, I, I kind of think I need to go on her show on my terms you know yeah I need to be in a position of power and then I think I could evoke change
0: yeah you have to have her on
3: your show yes Yes.
0: yeah yeah I think
3: that's the way it would have to play out at this point wait
0: what's your sign curious gemini i know i was like contradictions are we dealing mm-hmm. with a gemini here yeah big time i have like gemini
2: like kind of through my whole chart apparently i don't know so much about it but i'm like gemini whatever gemini something and then a leo leo something hmm.
0: what do you think maybe um you're leo moon i think that might be what it is gemini sun gemini rising leo moon yeah that's yeah. what my girlfriend is Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You crazy dykes. (laughs) Yeah, pretty crazy. Do you feel comfortable talking about at least the comedy you've made out of it? Totally. Because you share something with Pete Davidson.
2: Yes. I have borderline personality disorder. Yes. And so I haven't really figured out how to talk about it comedically because it's so... It's kind of like you had to be there. But, like... (laughs) I did this program during COVID that was like every day for two hours, you would be in group therapy for a year. And the point of the group therapy was like to get in conflict with each other because like a lot of like personality disorder stuff is around like interpersonal relations and like not being able to withstand conflict or constantly being in conflict and whatever. So we had, it was like a group of like 10 to 12 of us. And we had an individual therapist who would meet with us individually And we'd, like, talk about other people in the group, and then, like, the group would come together, and the therapist would be like, Rachel, you said you thought this person was a bitch, didn't you? Like, in our private (laughs) session. And then it'd be like, yeah, like, I'd have to say yes, you know? And then it's like, everyone would be like, yeah, she is kind of a bitch. but then I'd be like, but actually, Rachel's kind of a bitch, too. But anyway... People rail on Pete Davidson for, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, he is a classic case of BPD, and I love it. And I'm jealous that he can basically, like, go in and out of these, like, relationships with, like, he is living the BPD dream. <laughs> yeah. Like, truly. Just, like, he does whatever he wants, covers himself in tattoos, sleeps around, gets in serious relationships, like, that. And that is, like, that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah he's so tall. I want to be tall. You want to be tall? Yeah.
0: How tall I'm are five,
2: you? I'm five feet. It's not fair. Oh, man. Because I want to play basketball. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I want
2: to meet him really bad.
0: It's going to happen.
2: I really hope so. I think we have a lot to talk about. When we were both like in New York for 9-11. Like, you know, we have that kind of stuff like i just think we're meant to kind of like hey i don't even need to make i just want to hang out like i think we would get along
3: i think you just have to ride that ferry right don't oh you yeah oh, just yeah. have a ferry mm-hmm. to San island with a bar
0: you do have overlap it's like you're like one or two degrees of separation away totally. um just tag him in the video you made <laughs> about him Yeah Maybe like with Seth and Meredith We'll get some eyes on it I don't know I feel like it's going to happen sooner than we think
2: I really Yeah Sounds amazing
3: I mean you said before that You don't intentionally go to a queer space But then the spaces you find yourself in Are queer Was being in an institution Like Mm. a queer experience for you Oh my god Yes Yeah Of course
2: Everyone is gay
3: Mm-hmm. Like Girl Interrupted, it's like a real, yes. like, okay, cool.
2: Yes. And I kind of wish that I had gone when I was younger because there was that book that came out when I was a kid, that Galifianakis was in the movie version of it. It was about being in a psych ward and like finding love. Oh, yeah. Okay,
3: that sounds familiar. Yeah. It
2: was like so romantic to me. And I was always like, I'm going to find my husband in a psych ward, but then it's like you get to the site board and everyone's gay. And I kind of wish that I had actually gone when I was younger. So I would have just sped along the process a little yeah, bit. Right. But yeah, it's like extremely gay. And like you're not supposed to like there's so many rules and there's so much sneaking around, which just I think like contributes to like a kind of lesbian environment. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you're not supposed to be talking uh, and so it's like portrait of a lady
0: on fire, but like constantly. <laughs> yeah. Meets. It's kind of a funny story. That, that's yeah, the That's the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My girlfriend says the same thing. Allie was um, like institutionalized before she realized she was queer and said there was a lot of that energy. She had mm-hmm. crushes mm-hmm. on a lot of the girls and then even like on the counselors. Yeah. And then would have to be like separated and not able to work with some of the counselors because they could tell that she was like in love with them.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very real. Yeah, the program I was in was very queer, too. And I somehow wasn't really with those people. Like, I don't know what track they put me in. But there was sort of a cohort of like, younger queer people who seemed to have an amazing time compared to my group, which was like a lot of just like older people, which is fine, Mm. too. But it was just different.
3: (laughs) Let's switch gears and talk about Timothy Chalamet.
2: Yeah, this is sort of my um, pièce de resistance, if you will. <laughs> I just love him.
0: Yeah. I want to be him. Oh, good. We haven't talked about him in a while. And yeah, and we love him. Yeah. Carolyn's such a hard L lesbian but like Uh you would yes you
3: said I would yeah I would and also it's like very timely because I was just in Provincetown and like meeting this gay couple for the first time we're hanging around and one of them like we were blowing his mind Mm -hmm. about telling him how much lesbians and gay people like love him yeah and they're like really even lesbian I'm like especially especially lesbians that like i i watched dune just for him like i had no interest in watching dune 100
2: percent same i was there opening night just for him (laughs) i don't like sci-fi although i saw nope last night and i really liked it so maybe i do like it but i think dune would have turned me if anything like timmy got me into (laughs) sci-fi yeah
3: the power he has yeah When did you first learn about his existence? Well,
2: when did I first learn about him is an amazing question because we are both from New York and we kind of like were in similar scenes in that, like my sibling went to LaGuardia, which is the school he was at. With him and Lourdes? Yes. The fame high school? Yes,
3: yes. And Lourdes being Madonna's daughter. Yes, and my mom... Also Timothy's ex-girlfriend. Yes,
2: my mom being bisexual for Madonna so it was like she was constantly like can oh you gosh. introduce me to Madonna's daughter so that I can meet or she was like to my sibling like can you be friends with her daughter so that I can meet her please and that yeah. was sort of the story around it so I would see the musical it's like I went to all the plays but it was like Ansel and Timmy like those were the two leading men
3: so you you went to the performance of Grease I think I did see Greece, yeah. Okay, because Lordis was Rizzo in that, yeah. and I was such a psycho. I had like just moved to New York, uh-huh. and I saw that that was happening, and I was like tempted to buy a ticket, uh-huh. even though I'm like, this is not for me. Uh-huh. It's not for the. It's <laughs> like for the parents of all these kids to go, yeah. and it's not for me to go in hopes that I'm going to like see Madonna there, but also like very curious about as Rizzo. So th- like the fact that you were there is sending me right now. No, yeah, um, but so I was
2: you. I was an Ansel head.
0: Like, okay. i was
2: like i want to fuck ansel and i like, <laughs> okay. didn't think about timmy ever but everyone was like ansel's an asshole like i you know heard horrible things about him but i never thought about it and like i had friends who went to middle school with him whatever and then during covid i don't know what happened like i've watched calling by your name probably a hundred times like not <laughs> exaggerating yeah. I know that I know every shot. I know the dialogue. I was just in Italy and like was going to spend a bad amount of money to get to the town where they filmed. Call me by your name. <laughs> like was going to ruin my trip, basically, to just like see the town. Like just What's the town. Crema.
0: Writing that down. Yeah. It was going to spend more than improv.
2: Yes. <laughs> Ultimately, yes. And like it was causing me grief. And then I just started watching all this stuff. I wa- I've seen every interview he's done, English and French, without subtitles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it. I want to be him. And I've sort of modeled my life after wanting to be him moving forward. Obsessed with
0: brands now. I know. Do you follow yeah. Ready Timmy Ware?
2: Of course. <laughs> Literally was on the account last night. I was like, too- what are... Because there's basketball shorts that I want that he wears for Mitchell and Ness. They're like fire, Mm -hmm. the fire basketball shorts. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what is it? What are those again? And I was on eBay trying to find them.
3: (laughs) I love it. So I assume you also know the story that went viral about the person who sat next to him and coach on a flight to LA. What Somebody was flying. I think it was like New York to LA. Mm -hmm. And then the person next to them looked familiar and it was Timmy Mm -hmm. and Once she realized it, she started like freaking out and then talking to him and was like, why are you in coach? And he's like, why are you in coach? Like, (laughs) But that he was like so nice and sweet and like asking her all about herself and was just like so genuine. And she just had like like she had pictures, evidence and everything and was like this is this was like the most insane thing. And they say, like, don't meet your heroes. But he is truly a
2: gent. Well, I met him. Okay. Um, Okay. well, this is the burying the lead. So I was obsessed with him. And then I was with my then girlfriend and it was her birthday. And I took her to Bouvet, which is like a French cafe in the West Village.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, they have
2: like good eggs. And like she had gotten her vaccine like at a hospital nearby. And I was like, this is going to be fun. It was like a rainy day. And we're sitting down and we're there for like a really long time we were there for so long. And eventually she like, look. I'm sitting like with my back facing most of the outdoor seating, her jaw drops and she's like, Rachel. And I thought there was like a huge bug on me. So I start freaking out and she's like, no, 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 no. Timmy is sitting behind you. And I was like, you know, (laughs) not, not true. And he was, and we spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out what to do. I immediately like shit myself, like had a panic attack, went to the bathroom. She was like, he might leave if you go to the bath. Like, you you know, and I was like, I, I need to go. And I went to the bathroom and I wrote him a letter. Oh my and God. And I was like, I'm going to hand him the letter. I love this all because like last summer
3: I went to that restaurant, mm-hmm. like five, that was my pre-show before our L watch parties uh-huh. at Hens. I would go there to like have just like a small meal Mm -hmm. before the show so I am picturing all this in like high definition in my mind me too
0: I was just there and I'm like yes could you imagine okay a letter continue (laughs) you wrote the letter yeah he goes there a lot okay I'll be going there
2: more although he's he's working so much now it's hard to know where he is
0: yeah yeah
2: and I was like I'm gonna hand him a letter and then I saw this girl come up to him and just was like oh I'm a huge fan and like he talked to her for a minute and I was like I don't know. I was like, I don't just want to be some fan who hands him a letter. So we orchestrated this thing where we like walked by him and I did like a planned double take. And I just said, and I just said, Oh shit, it's Timmy. And that's what I said. And that's what he heard. And he was like, "Uh uh-huh. And I was like, I saw you in the LaGuardia talent show. Cause he's obsessed with LaGuardia and I wasn't going to be like, I'm a huge fan of your, I was like, yeah. you know, I saw, I remember like the rising star show. Timmy
3: of LaGuardia talent show fame.
0: Yeah. None of the blockbusters.
2: Yes. Oh. I really feel like I, I went for the guttural a little bit and he was so excited. He was like, Oh my God, did you go LaGuardia? I was like, no, but my sibling did. And also like he had this run in with my mom on an Amtrak train once going from like Montreal to New York where he like didn't have his passport and she like helped him and he remembered her like I was just like trying to like Whoa, really get yeah. in at every like personal yeah thing you know eventually we got a picture and there's like this picture of us like looking at each other that like <gasps> I just
3: got goosebumps popped off. <laughs> off.
2: I know. Wait it's my background right now maybe I can, can you send or, it to- yeah I'll send it to you guys. Please <laughs> and it went like viral because it was like the first photo he'd taken with like someone in a while and people started sending me fan art like I gave people my address (laughs) online like I have this like beautiful watercolor of just like me and Timmy looking at each other oh
0: my god I know
2: and it just I was really hoping that it would it would change my I mean it did change my life ultimately Mm -hmm. and I was like oh maybe this will scratch the itch but it really didn't like I, I needed it yeah and I kind of feel like I'm getting close to an opportunity to work with him Yeah, and I'll I'll sort of keep you guys updated. Okay.
3: Yeah. No, you have manifested (laughs) all of this and I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I
2: love him. I love him. Did you give him the letter? No. Okay. I sent him a DM that was just like so heartfelt and like intense and he never shot. And so I recently deleted it because I'm just like, I do think there's a world in which we work together and I don't want him to be like, Oh, this person is obsessed with me and mm-hmm. has been for years. Yeah. But I also think that's just true. And like, I truly, you know, shop and groom myself in the hopes of just being him.
0: Yeah. You do have a Timmy vibe aesthetically. Yes, for sure. But what happens if, and when, when you work together and then you become close enough that you feel like you have to reveal that because then you're not being honest with your friend no I I think I think he'll love it (laughs) yeah
2: I think he'll love it and I think he needs me (laughs) yeah yeah I think we need each other and I think like once I get to know him I'm gonna be like Timmy's such a fucking asshole like as a friend you (laughs) know right like I think it's gonna I think we'll just get to an amazing place you'll be like this Capricorn yeah I feel
3: like that does happen for people. I can't think of too many examples right now, but I've seen it where like like somebody like in comedy or whatever is like obsessed with someone and they're like, "Oh, they're my hero, they're my hero." And then finally it like happens and they're working together and it's like, "Oh my gosh, I get to work with yeah, this person who I've been obsessed with for for years." I think
2: that I'm going to be his segue into comedy cuz he hasn't really done comedy. And I think I'm like, you know, work with me a little and you'll kind of.
0: Oh, yeah. You're going to like loosen them up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kind (laughs) of like I'm trying to think of like a pairing like that where it's like this person suddenly doing comedy, but then it's like amazing.
3: I mean, I I feel like it's like Channing Tatum, right? Mm. Like,
2: yes. Or like the opposite of like Adam Sandler and the Softie Brothers of like doing like a hard drama where it's like, wait, why are you doing this? But it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Love
0: that. All right. Well, that was titillating. Uh, I (laughs) really do have full body chills from that story. Send the picture immediately. Yeah. We do want to promote some Mm. of your projects. Mm -hmm. You just recorded an
2: album. I did. I don't know if anything will come of it. It's not really an album. Okay. The bit is that Well, I don't want to ruin it in case I do. But yeah, maybe an album will come out. Maybe. Okay. Okay.
3: A lot of mystery around that. We like that. But you do have uh,
2: monthly (laughs) shows. Yes, I have a monthly show at Union Hall where I do a new half hour every month.
0: Incredible. How? How? I don't
2: know. It's crazy, but I love it. Yeah. Amazing. And I'm sort of, you know, back and forth to LA. So if anyone in LA ever wants to whatever, you know, I'm trying to spread my wings or
0: whatever. Are you going to be there in September? Yeah. I'm going to be there for like most of the month of September.
2: Really? I think I'm going for the winter.
0: I know. After I booked all this and now I'm like, why did I do that? Why couldn't I have done that for February? I could do it again. Right. But you can do it again. I'm d- I probably will. One final question Mm -hmm. that we'll ask you before
3: we we all sign off here. We want to know, as a community, what do you think that we're not dyking out about enough? I mean, obviously, Timmy can never be enough dyking out about him. But what else? I think this is
2: sort of my big thing. I think that reward points on credit cards. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You just spoke to me
0: in such a way.
2: We deserve to travel. We deserve to have discounts. And I just think you need to find a good credit card with good point systems. And like, I just think it's like we have an opportunity to have a leg up. And I think people aren't thinking about it enough.
0: I'm thinking about it constantly, but that is because I'm a Capricorn. And I will say most of this LA stuff is points based. And
2: yes, me too. I haven't paid for a flight in two years. Yeah.
0: Because I just
2: use a credit card for everything, which is not to say that I'm not in insane amounts of debt, but at least I get points.
0: We need the points dyke instead of like the points guy. Do you follow him or? Yeah. yeah. No.
2: Who is, I, I want to be, I want to be, I, I'm i so good at this stuff. Okay. I grew up like, you know, like very working class in New York city. I know every single cheat. And you need to be the points guy. Yeah. yeah. The
0: points guy is a website now, um, but it was a guy who just started like giving tips on points and thinks everyone should be yeah. using c- different credit cards for things and how to take advantage and get the most out when of it. There's
3: a good promo coming up. But yeah. now
0: it's like a whole little like empire. He's, but wow I want to do points dyke we need that what's your favorite points reward system of course it's chase sapphire preferred yes absolutely I don't have that one why should I I have to refer you I have the delta amex no I have that one too that's my
2: points for referring people? Yes. Yeah. This is the thing. Every month on my show, I try to get someone to sign up because <laughs> you get 15,000 points, which is Whoa. like, that's like $200 of airfare. For what airline? Yeah. Any airline. Oh, Any
3: airline. It's, it's the, the best points. I know. So my my wife, when we first started seeing each other, she told me about it. And it was back when they had like an insane sign-up bonus 60, that like 000. immediately paid for itself. I think this might have been even more than It was like nuts when I signed up. It paid for our trip to Hawaii. Like we did like round trip to Hawaii on credit card points. Oh, yeah. man. Just through like before we even spent. no. It's amazing.
2: You should put our referral codes in the um, link for the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're going to do that. Honestly, like the annual fee, I think it's like $95. No, it's more than that. For Sapphire? Oh, then maybe I have one that's. You have the one. Maybe ones. that's
0: why your reward, like sign up yeah. was so big. The, the high one. Yeah.
3: yeah it, like mine, it's like an annual fee that's like hundreds of dollars, but oh, they damn. give you they give you a $300 travel credit. So the first $300 you spend on travel oh. is crossed out. And that includes Uber yeah. and all of that. So mm. you're actually only paying like $200 in a fee a year. Yeah. But then when I look at what I get back on rewards, I'm like, well, this is way more than that. Yes. So it like pays for itself. But okay, we'll get the links up in there. No, <laughs> this is really, it's amazing. So good. Yeah. I love that you brought that up too. because we do not talk about that. Yeah. enough. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Where should people follow you on social media?
2: Well, on Instagram and Twitter, but mostly Instagram, right? Yeah. Someone else has my name. So let to get me started. So it's Collie on Instagram and then Rachel underscore Collie on Twitter. And there's just some straight, annoying woman who has my all my stuff that I need to figure out how to ruin her life.
3: yeah, yeah. all right, we're on it. You can follow us on Instagram and other places at Diking out. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. I'm at Melody Kamali. Thanks so much for diking out with us. What a journey it's been today. I mean, really. And we'll see you next Tuesday.